In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who gives us the opportunity to repent. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, it's Advent. And as I mentioned at the beginning of our service, Advent is a penitential season. In the church, that means that, that, that it's this time of getting ready for something. In fact, Advent's color used to be the color purple. In fact, you'll even see that in our candles, which are not Advent blue, like I'm wearing, but are Advent purple. Which, if you're watching this whole church year thing, if you're a theology nerd like me, or maybe you're just kind of wondering, hey, what's with the different colors? It's a cycle of three things. We go... We go purple or blue, and then we go white, and then we go green. So you see this happening with Lent. Lent's color is purple. And after that, you get Easter, color white. After that, you get big green, which is obviously green. Big green, also known as the Sundays after Pentecost. Here we get purple for Advent or blue, and then we celebrate Christmas, which is white, and then we get little green for the season of Epiphany. And it's this thing that's supposed to be a cycle for us. It's supposed to sort of show us a way in which our spiritual lives have this sort of seasonal sense, where... We start off the season with repentance. Or we start off the season waiting for a big celebration, like Christmas or like Easter. But before we get there, we get into this mode of being penitent or repenting or thinking about our sins or thinking about what's wrong with the world or thinking about what necessitates the celebration. Why is the celebration a good thing? And then after that, we get the green season, the season of growth, the time in which we understand how that celebration has changed our lives and is changing our lives and what kind of things are happening for us in the midst of that celebration. And so what we're supposed to do when Christmas comes is we're supposed to celebrate, and we're supposed to celebrate well. But then when Epiphany comes, we're supposed to think about, okay, now that I know that Jesus has been born into this world, now that I know that Jesus has come bodily in the flesh into my world, how does that impact my life? How do I grow out of that knowledge of knowing that He came to the world? And that's what you're supposed to use Epiphany for, is is thinking about how that changes things. And then you are driven back into the sense of, oh, well, maybe I didn't change as much as what I thought I would. And that's where we have Lent come in. And the cycle starts all over again. Well, this morning, we're in the midst of Advent. And in the midst of Advent, we have four, this year three, weeks of being penitent. 
three weeks of trying to figure out what's wrong with me. What's wrong with us? What's wrong with the world out there? And what's wrong with the world in here inside my head? What is wrong about this that makes the birth of Jesus something that I can truly celebrate? And so as you think about that, you maybe think about confessing your sins and you maybe think about repenting. You think about, okay, what is it that makes this so great? And what makes Jesus coming so great is that you know you're a sinner. You need a Savior to come into this world, to take your place, to become a baby amongst you. And that's where we sort of step into the water, if you will, with John the Baptist in our Gospel reading. See, in our our Gospel reading, you have John the Baptist by the banks of the River Jordan, and he's crying out to people that they should come and be baptized as an act of repentance. And it's interesting, the words that are used. And really, the only time that we use these words sort of separately in our worship life here at University Lutheran is on Good Friday. Yay! It is Good Friday. On Good Friday, we have this long, sort of a little bit more drawn out confession of sins that comes along with the liturgy that we're using for Advent. That old time religion liturgy. The TLH from 1941. When Lutherans were really Lutherans. I guess. And you have in there this corporate confession of sins where the pastor asks you questions. And he starts off asking you the question, do you confess your sins? Now, what that is supposed to mean is, do you acknowledge them? Do you recognize that those sins are actually sins? Are you saying this is truly sinful? That's why we use the same word confess for confessing our sins as well as confessing the Nicene Creed. And so you're saying, yes, I believe that this is true. I believe that those things that I have done are actually sins. I believe that they're not just things that God says are bad, but I really think are good. I believe that these are bad things for me, that they are damaging me, and I don't like them. And I'm going to confess them to God, and I'm going to ask them, ask Him to take them away. And we're fair leaves to that. But then in that old time, 1941, the Lutheran hymnal liturgy, it asks a further question. It says, do you repent? And then we go, well, yeah, I just said that I confess. Isn't that the same thing? It's not. Repenting is different. Repenting is an action word. It's not an acknowledgement kind of a thing. It's a change kind of a thing. And we don't like change. We don't like to change our behavior. We don't like to change even our mind. We don't like to change the things that we rely on. 
change, repenting, well, that's tough. And sure, confessing is tough too. Don't get me wrong. And a lot of us are just at that point where we are in this mode of, well, we're still just confessing. We're still trying to convince ourselves that that bad thing is actually bad. We're still in this mode where we're saying, yes, Lord, I know that you don't like that sin, but I sure do. I love the anger. I love the sliminess. I love the evil of this sin. But I understand that you don't, and so I'll be a dutiful Lutheran and I'll confess that sin before you. And to us, he says, and repent. And we go, oh, Lord, that feels way too Catholic. Or, Lord, that feels way too bad. Whatever it is, it doesn't feel Lutheran to me. Never mind that it's in the Lutheran hymnal, the one from 1941, when Lutherans were really Lutherans. But that's what John the Baptist is doing, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's saying... Confess your sins as you're walking into the water. But as you walk out, be repentant. Repenting and having your sins forgiven, you see, are a part of the same action in God's kingdom. They're a part of the same thing that's going on. So you have this sense in which they're really not Two separate questions after all. Confessing and repenting. And actually the third one in that list of things that I will ask you this Good Friday, you can possibly remember it, is I will ask you, do you believe? Which is an important one. Because if I leave you at, do you confess? Yes, I confess. I do bad stuff all the time. Do you repent? I'd rather not. (laughs) But I'll try. And then I ask you the important question. Do you believe? Do you believe that Jesus Christ is there for you? Do you believe that what He did on the cross paid for all of your sins? Do you believe that He gave you His Holy Spirit so that you could actually have that work of repentance happen in your, in your life? Do you believe all of that stuff? Because if you answer yes to the first two and you answer no to the last one, you're just stuck. And that's the place where it feels like Israel is in our Isaiah reading. Israel is feeling stuck. There's an army at the door. They feel like everything has gone wrong. They feel like there is no hope. They feel like they're at that place where we feel like we're at so much of the time. Where we say, yes, Lord, I will confess this. I know that it's wrong. I even feel that it's wrong for me. And yes, Lord, I will try to repent. But as we're dipping our toe into the Jordan River alongside John the Baptist, we're doubting ourselves. And we're saying, 
I know that this is bad, and I do want to change, but I just don't think I'm going to do it. Because I know me. And who me is, is a sinner. Who me is, is somebody who fights and fights and fights against the evil and the sliminess and the anger in my life. But who loses and loses and loses. And Lord, I'm tired of fighting. To us, He says these words. Comfort. Comfort my people. Tell her that her warfare is ended. That her iniquity is covered. Tell her that she has received from the Lord double of what she needs. And that's what He says to us. It's why that third question is so important in this Advent season. Because yes, we should confess and say, yes, I believe these things are wrong. And yes, we should try to repent. But yes, at the end of that repentance, so often we find ourselves defeated by our own sinful flesh. And God says to us in the midst of that defeat, God says to us as the armies of Satan are at the door threatening and snarling for our lives, God says, comfort, comfort my people. Tell her that her warfare is ended. Tell her that her sins are covered. Tell her that she has received double of what she needs. That is what He tells us. And the only way that we get to that comfort is by recognizing the things that we have to recognize in confession and repentance. And He knows that. That's why He put things together the way He did. But what He wants to tell us is that we are forgiven, that we are loved, that we have been given the body of Christ in which to live. That as we confess our sins, as we repent, that we are invited into that body of Jesus that God will look at and will say, well, that's my son. My son gets to come in. My son is covered. My son is loved. My son's warfare has ended on that cross. That is what's given to us. So that in the midst of a penitential season, we can say, I believe. There's this funny thing about Advent. Maybe you saw it as you were looking at our Advent candles, if you have that perspective. And that's the third Sunday of Advent. Third Sunday of Advent is pink. Now, this isn't just because we ran out of purple candles and we didn't have any blue ones. It's because it's supposed to be a time of joy. 
in the midst of a penitential season. And that's where we're jumping off of right now. We're in the midst of saying, yes, Lord, I repent. But next week we are going to celebrate along with all of the church and say, Lord, I rejoice. I rejoice that you have made me a part of your body. I rejoice that you have covered my sins. I rejoice that you have done all of this great stuff for me. So that I can be known as your own. So now this week, may you confess your sins. May you recognize that those sins actually are bad for you. May you repent. May you put some work into trying to push away from those sins. Either the sins that you are currently doing and need to stop, or the things that are sins because you're not doing them. But may you, more than anything, believe. May you believe that your warfare is ended. May you believe that your sins are covered. And may you believe that you have received double of all that's required in being included into Christ's body. Amen.